Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or ten minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we chat about your business personality. Did you know it's important to understand yourself, your personality, within a business context? Each semester, I have my students do this assignment, and many students share that this was very meaningful to them. I have my students complete five different assessments to help them put together the bigger picture of who they are in a business context. Let's talk about why this matters. Some of it is obvious. If you're a very introverted personality, you probably wouldn't be comfortable having to plan and hold a weekly meet-and-greet networking event for your company. You probably wouldn't even be all that comfortable attending the networking event, let alone plan it. And if you are an extroverted person, you wouldn't be comfortable sitting alone in a cubicle all day, every day. Other parts of your business personality might be more subtle. We're going to talk about five different components over the next two episodes that make up your business personality. Since I've already talked about it a bit, let's start with your personality type. Are you energized by crowds, like you're in the general admission area of a concert because you love to be in the thick of things? Or are you just full of anxiety at the thought of a company gathering that you're required to attend? Different personality types are naturally really good at certain types of jobs. It's what makes some of us great at sales, while others are going to thrive in business analytics. It would be really simple if working in business only involved one type of activity. The reality is that most positions require a mix of personality types. So some days you can hide behind your computer monitor at your desk, but other days you might have to put yourself out there and mix with people. Knowing where you fall on the introvert-extrovert scale is going to help you. Psychology Today identifies introverts by nine characteristics. You enjoy spending time by yourself. You do your best thinking when you are alone. You lead best when others are self-starters. You're the last to volunteer in a group activity. You never volunteer your opinion. You wait for others to ask for it. Your headphones are your favorite fashion accessory. You avoid conflict. You receive texts, calls, and emails far more than you send them. You don't initiate small talk with people you don't know well. You're very likely an introvert if you felt that these nine characteristics were describing you. Extroverts are pretty easy to identify because of their outgoing personalities. Here's a list of characteristics of extroverts. Prefer phone calls over emails. Love being the center of attention. Take action first and worry about the consequences later. Enjoy group projects and are often the team captain. Have numerous unrelated interests. Enjoy talking about your thoughts and feelings. Feel sad if you aren't busy with social activities. If you relate to these characteristics, you're probably more of an extroverted personality. Many of us have introvert and extrovert tendencies, 
often depending on the situation we're in. When I'm teaching my classes, I am comfortable being the center of attention. And in fact, I expect to be the center of attention most of the time. When I'm in other situations, I'm much more likely to be off to the side observing. I describe myself as an extroverted introvert. In truth, it doesn't matter where you are in terms of being an introvert or an extrovert, but it will affect how you manage your work life and the jobs you choose. If you are a true introvert, you won't be happy with a job that has you doing lots of or maybe even any speaking engagements or interviews on camera. If you're an extrovert, you likely won't feel alive or fulfilled if you aren't getting out and about with people. You'll want to make some notes of where you fall on the introverted-extroverted scale. Think of some examples to demonstrate why you describe yourself in this way. Your next step is to arrange your work life to match your personality type. For example, as an introvert, you might intensely dislike networking events, but you recognize they're important to your career. If this is you, you will attend a conference, but you will be careful to arrange alone time in between events so you can rest and recharge. That's what I do. If you're an extrovert, you know you need to focus and get your job done. You'll arrange social activities after having completed a task because for you, socializing is what keeps your energy up. Choosing the right position is so important. I've had people come to me saying they're thinking about taking a certain job. The company's very reputable with a lot of opportunity for them. After I learn what the position the person is thinking about, we chat. I share my observation about who they are and why they think they are or aren't a good fit for the position. The most notable example is of a person who is rather, maybe even very, introverted. When she told me the job offer she was considering in the financial services industry, I filled her in a bit about what she would really be doing for that company. She recoiled in horror when she learned that most of the position would be sales-related. She didn't take that job and ended up in one that suited her personality much better. A few weeks ago, a former student asked to meet with me. It turns out she was very frustrated with and unhappy with her first post-college job. We talked things through and strategized about what she should do, and at the end of our session, she said, I should have remembered the business personality assignment. If I had, I would never have taken this job. The next aspect of your business personality we will consider is your chronotypes, meaning what is your internal schedule? Are you a lion, a bear, a dolphin, or a wolf? This assessment gets to when you're the most energized and awake versus when you're sleepy and unfocused. Trying to fight your personal schedule can be detrimental to your work life. Dr. Michael Brouse has identified four chronotypes. The lion, the classic early riser. The wolf, the night owl. The bear, where you have a varied sleep schedule. And the dolphin, sleep? Who sleeps? So your chronotype is linked to your personality traits. Knowing your chronotype will allow you to arrange your schedule for maximum productivity and effectiveness. For example, if you're a lion like I am, you schedule your must-get-it-done tasks first thing in the morning because that's when you're the most productive. You're also likely to be an introvert, so while you'll attend social activities because of the networking opportunities, you're typically one of the first to leave. A wolf takes a few hours to get going in the morning and does their best work long after lions have gone to bed. If you're a wolf, and I'm married to one, you know never to schedule meetings first thing in the morning. 
If you need to hold real-time business meetings, you'll want a partner who has similar tendencies. Please note that your chronotype can evolve as your life changes. While I've pretty much always been a lion, when my children were little, I was much more of a bear or even a dolphin. I had to adapt to the current demands on my time. I also needed time alone to recharge, so I worked on my schedule so I was able to get that time. You can take the chronotype quiz at thepowerofwhenquiz.com. Look in the show notes for links to these business personality assessment quizzes. In the next episode, we'll continue to talk about the various aspects of your business personality. Let me give you an example of why this can be so important. My husband is a very direct person. He tends to be pretty transactional, and often he doesn't connect with or reach out to people unless he needs something from them. He does this because it's largely how he prefers to be interacted with. Now, I'm a touchy-feely person. The difference in our personalities was a huge source of frustration for me when he was treating me like he wanted to be treated, and I probably drove him crazy because I wanted more interaction. I've lost count of the number of times I said things about our relationship needing nurturing. He gained a new understanding of nurturing relationships when he moved into his first management position. He became the department chair, which meant he managed the faculty who worked for that department. He started out by treating people like I just described, like he preferred, which meant that the only time he really interacted with the people in his department was when he needed something from them. Pretty soon, he was coming home mumbling about his job being like he was trying to herd cats, with the cats going off in every direction except for where he needed them to go. There were a few people in his department who shared his direct personality style, so he didn't have trouble with them. Other people really resented the fact that they only saw him when he needed them to do something. And this made them inclined to be very uncooperative. He was always asking them to do things for the university that were pretty much part of their job, but they were pushing back. I started coaching him about using different approaches. He learned that his wife isn't the only person who needs in-between time contact. He adapted. He started regularly checking in with people just to see how things were going. People felt valued. They started cooperating more. Over time, he became a very effective manager but only because he learned and gained an appreciation for the different business personalities and people's preferred communication styles. He's been retired many years now, but he is still viewed as a very effective, really good department chair. I've had a time when I needed to learn about the business personality of the people I managed and the people I worked with. A good example was when I was the sales director of a team of about 50 salespeople. My group was fantastic. Many of them were top performers in the company. My job as sales director was to train and motivate them. To do this, I had to figure out what each person preferred in terms of styles. Some of them wanted to see their name published. They wanted recognition for what they did. Others wanted to see more money for their accomplishments. You know, that show me the money kind of a thing? I had some of those on my team. Others wanted me to spend time with them. That was a reward to them if I just took them out to dinner or to lunch. To keep them happy in the job, I needed to manage them based on their business personality. We'll chat more about this in the next episode. I hope you're getting a sense of how important it is to know and understand what your business personality is. It factors into how comfortable you are in your job. 
some of us are very different on the job than we are in our personal lives. As I mentioned before, I'm very extroverted when I'm on the job in my classes. At home, I'm quiet and very content to putter around the house. When it comes to choosing which job is right for you, which job is likely to be a good fit, it can be really hard to turn down a job if you don't have any other offers. But if it doesn't feel like a good fit, it truly is best to wait for the right opportunity for you and your personality. Really, don't trap yourself in a job that just isn't right for you. I hope you have found meaning in this chat about learning about your business personality. Check the show notes for a link to the Chronotype Personality Assessments. Be sure to watch for next week's episode when I continue this chat about business personalities. And hey, if you found value in this episode, would you please share it with your friends? And would you also subscribe to Linda's Life Lessons podcast? I love to hear from you, so take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to find your happy, love what you do, and make a difference. See you next week. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.